LA. My name is Javi. You can find me on Instagram at Javi Brews. I hope this podcast finds you happy and healthy. And I hope that you guys are, stay, are uh, staying indoors. Uh, let's try to beat this, guys. I know it's a really crazy time and, and we're all itching to go to our local bars, but let's try. Please, 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 please try to stay indoors. Let's beat this thing. Stop going to the goddamn beach! But uh, seriously, guys, I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. Um, This week's interview is actually a little interesting because I actually sit down with Gary, the owner of Hopped LA, to uh, have a little chat, a little quarantine chat. Uh, We did this online, so uh, we apologize for the potato quality of the audio, but we think you guys will enjoy the interview. Uh, But before we get into that, I have to talk about a few things. Uh, Firstly... uh, Guys, if you, uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you guys every week until I just, my voice just goes dry. If you're able to afford the luxury, please try and support your local breweries, whether it's here in Los Angeles or San Diego or any of the major cities or just any city in general. If you have the option to buy local beer, please do so. Uh, most of these breweries are offering uh, to go options, curbside pickups, and deliveries. Uh, to the local areas. Um, of course, one of our sponsors is El Segundo Brewing Company, and they are crushing it right now. Uh, they just released, I think, a new batch of the Clear AF. Um, and I'm trying to remember the other one. Oh, Blurred Lines. Yeah. So they just released released those packs. It's fresh beer. Um, what you do is you go to the website. You can order. If you want the Crowler specials, you can get the Crowlers through there. Or if you want to use... Uh, the webs are actually think, I think you can walk up to Slice and Pint and actually buy the pre-packaged beer like the Broken Skull IPAs, the Mayberries, what have you. You can go ahead and order it that way. Um, but make sure, guys, if you're able to afford that luxury, uh, please, please buy local beer. Um, so this week, like I said, we're chatting with Gary. We're going to cover a vast array of uh, different topics. It's a lot of fun. Uh, bear with us with the audio quality for this one. We tried with Zoom, so we'll see how it works out. Um, but anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Gary. What's up, all you cool cats and kittens? <laughs> Welcome to this week's show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, disclaimer, guys. I've been obsessed, obsessed, folks, with Tiger King. It's become... I understand I'm late to the party. Everyone's been talking about it, but oh my goodness, it, it has captivated me in a way I have not been captivated in a very long time. And we'll get to that uh, later during the show. My guest this week is Hop LA. It's, it's the man himself. Uh, it's weird to interview your boss. So it's, it's kind of fun. Like, I, I've been trying to figure out what kind of introduction should I give you, but I think Sir Hop LA. Is I'll a take good vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, works. how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you, man? Living a goddamn dream. I mean, as far as much as we can during this crazy fucking time. Right. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I mean, uh, the world is 
burning to the ground as we speak, but we have beer in front of us. So it makes it go down a little bit easier. I can see the flames slowly <laughs> creeping through my window. The world is on fire. You know that, that meme with the, uh, the dog in the house that's burning? He's just like, yeah, everything's all right. Yeah. This is okay. <laughs> I think that's okay. appropriate for this time. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, I see you chugging water like a responsible adult that you are, but do you have any beer? Are you planning on drinking any beer for this little show? I mean, I don't know what kind of man you think oh. I am. Oh, don't do this to me. Hey! I got a crawler of Kijora, a dry hop lager from Ogopogo collab with Drake. So good. So good. I haven't tried it yet. It's solid. It's solid. What do you got? I, every time I go over there, I always get a four-pack of it. Uh, this week, drinking uh, our uh, Pacific Plate Brewing, the brewery I work at. It's our uh, Chef Dog. It's our English Pale Ale. Nice. Light, slightly hoppy, bitter like my soul. <laughs> hitting, the, hitting the spot right now. So, uh, But, you know, this week I wanted to do a little show with you to kind of check in, man, because like I said earlier, you know, we were talking about earlier, I mean, things are spiraling out of control. The tilt of world has continued moving, and the redneck has walked away from the control. So we're kind of just along for the ride. For you, I mean... How has it been so far managing through all this? Um, I mean, it, it's been pretty good. I think that there's a lot to focus on. I mean, every brewery anywhere, but especially here in LA where we focus, is working hard. Even though, you know, sales across the board are dropping off because of retail outlets um, and having to furlough staff and all those sad things that nobody likes to do. Beer is still flowing. Beer is still moving. There was beer in the tanks when all this got announced, and that beer had to had to move. And so, uh, you know, I took a, about a week when everything first started to kind of like step back and be like, where does like something like Hop LA fit in with all these breweries that are trying to figure out how to pay their employees and get beer out the door um, in a safe way while we barely know anything about this virus. And at the same time, all the consumers are trying to figure out, do I still have a job? Do I still have money to pay for beer and whatnot? And it just felt weird to talk about craft beer for a few days. Um, since then, I've basically found, you know, our role here is, is just support. That's kind of like what it boils down to is how do we put ourselves in a position to support the breweries and the industry um, while they're trying to figure all this stuff out. And, um, you know, in the end, what's good for, you know, the beer is good for the people. And we, we've always maintained a very strong focus on the craft beer consumer and the enthusiast and trying to get, you know, beer news, new releases, all that information that's out there into their hands. And, you know, really it hasn't changed. So um, at, in one way, I feel like we're doing less and then in one, the other way, I feel like we're doing more than we ever have before. So it's kind of strange, but uh, I think, I think it's, it's been good. Well, it, it's interesting to, to note, like, I remember uh, it's you guys, I mean, or us now, I mean, now, now I'm with Hop LA. It's, there's been an evolution. Like uh, you found yourself, because I mean, as you designed t-shirts uh, for the Brewers Guild before. Yeah. Uh, for LA Beer Week, stuff like that, which is one of my favorite shirts. And it's 
now you guys designed one uh, for this, right, to support local breweries. Can you talk about that? Yeah, um, it was honestly a design that has been in the works for a long time, and it just kind of got to this point, like I said, that first week of what do we do here, um, that I thought, why don't we put something out as quickly as we can? And this design was, it, it embodies a craft beer consumer's love for local beer here in Los Angeles. And so I thought it was a good way to show the support. So um, yeah, we're basically, we're pre-sale right now um, and we're donating the profits. So everything on top of what it costs to make to um, right now we're saying to support the LA beer community. And really what that means is I'm still searching for the right organization to give that money to. There isn't one specific to Los Angeles breweries yet. Um, there's right. the hospitality industry. There's a few in that vein and that will go to like um, beer tenders and things like that. Um, but I really would like to keep it local and keep it close to the LA beer industry. So right now we're still in fundraising mode and and the money will go to, to support the LA beer workers, but, um, in exactly which form that comes in, uh, we're still figuring that out and hopefully an organization emerges that, uh, that is the right fit for, for that donation. Right. And I mean, it's, it's a crazy time. You're seeing all these different foundations pop up for, you know, bartenders and they're all amazing but yeah there hasn't been one specifically for bartenders or beer tenders especially here uh in la and there are so many talented people out there that are just bartending water for themselves at home just trying to find any little way to like do some work i know i find myself like um when uh i'm here my you know cause i where, where i live here my cousin comes in every day because he he works here and uh Every time he wants some water, I always end up like, oh, I'll, I'll get it for you. And I run and like, I pour him some water. Like, <laughs> then I get all flashy about it. That's, I, I miss it. I miss pouring the, pouring the beer and talking to people. And it, it's, it's funny when all this kind of went down. I, like you said, or like, I, I had no idea about this virus. And all of a sudden, uh, all the bars are closed. And now, oh, shit, what do we do as a brewery? Are, you know, can we continue selling to-go beer and all this stuff? And thank goodness that you know, all that language is sort of trans, you know, translated well. Uh, for you, how have you seen this? Today, you're kind of all over the place. How is the tap rooms or like these to-go sites so far? Sorry, that was a very long-winded conversation. For you guys. Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, every brewery has their own spectrum of strictness in terms of sanitation and cleanliness and isolation and distancing and things like that. Um, some are very strict and some are a little bit looser in the end. Uh, it's all, it's all a safe distance. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the breweries themselves, like everyone's going through the same thing, but in their own unique ways. Um, you know, we're, I was, I was talking to the guys at Aero Lodge and they just went through, their biggest release of, of the year is their best buds release. And so that happened last week and uh, it came at a time where no one would have imagined. They usually throw a huge event and all this stuff. Right. But look at what happened. Like they sold that beer out super quickly. Um, there was a line, a, a safe distance line, like six feet, like the kind you see outside Trader Joe's on a Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah. Um, and so they had the distancing and everything, but there was a huge turnout for that beer. Um, and just speaking to them, like they, and from a, 
from a revenue standpoint, like it went really well for them. Like they weren't disappointed. So there's other breweries that don't have big release draws that drop at this time of year and that have to kind of rely more on our regulars that typically come in four or five days a week and sit at the bar are now you're forcing them to, you know, buy a crowler or a four pack or whatever. And, uh, it's, everyone's going through it in different ways. And I think, you know, breweries that were distributing that were getting beer all over California, you know, found themselves with a lot of places to put their beer still and others that weren't, you've seen breweries that you could barely get their beer, like breweries in San Diego and breweries in Northern California that are now shipping to all of California. I mean, Monkish, for example, like now doing online sales, um, you know, they still sell out in three minutes, but. Oh, uh, that's been a bloodbath, by the way. Holy crap. Their comment section. <laughs> you can't it's, win. It's, you can't win. it's almost akin to the Firestone Walker like post when the tickets go on sale and then they sell out in two minutes like they always do. Yeah. And then there's just a flood of comments. Oh, the system is rigged. I couldn't get my, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's a weird time because like, you know, like you said, I mean, now it's just, you want, if you go to a tap room, if you're lucky enough to go to one, like you just, yeah, you wait in line, you get your beer and off you go. It's yeah. I, I pulled up to Claremont craft Ales today and I was like, Oh wait, I can't even get out of my car here. Like they're forcing curbside pick. And they have a well-oiled process there that like gets you in and out. And there's such minimal contact that it's like, wow, like they're really going strict on this and not in a bad way, but just more strict than I've seen at other places. And it's cool. I dig it. I mean, I like interacting with people. So like those little moments, even though they're six feet apart with a mask on, I've enjoyed that today. Um, so I was hoping to be able to talk to some of the people at Claremont and hang out for yeah. minutes, but um, I appreciate the curbside. They're very, very quick and, and courteous. You, you got to walk me through that. Like, how was it? Did you have to order online first? Did you, uh, like, how did it? Um, yeah, it? I, mean, I, I talked to them in advance, so they had something ready for me, but I think it's all online orders. Um, there's a sign that in the drive through area that says, if you haven't ordered online, order online in your car and then pull in before, beforehand. So everything's going online just minimal contact they ask you your name they get your beer they put it where you want them to put it and then you leave yeah i get that i mean it's safe it's safe you don't have to worry about touching anything it's just they open the trunk or whatever and you leave it's safe yeah it's very comfortable but i mean i the social aspect is like it, i'll never yeah. get that i don't i don't want drive through oh, yeah i know it's it's hard for me too because you know i'm i'm, I'm an extra extrovert. I love talking to people. So I can't like, like I went to El Segundo last week and I bought one of their crowler specials, which shameless plug for El Segundo because they're one of our sponsors. So, uh, <laughs> they have a great, the crowler special, which I got last week, uh, like a six pack for like 50 bucks. And it was all the West coast IPAs. Um, and when I, you know, I ordered it online, I think you have to order it the day before. Do you, I, you, I think you can only do, I think you can go there and buy like the pre-packaged, like the Broken Skull IPAs or Mayberries or whatever. But mm -hmm. if you want the Crowler specials, you have to order the, the day before, which is, that's what I did. Next day went up, they asked for my name, gave me my beers. I walked right out. Super easy. Yeah. Very minimal. That's Basket. awesome. And the whole, the whole, the whole deal. Yeah. I think um, Segundo is an interesting one because they had to, they closed for a couple days 
while they were like figuring out exactly how their process was going to work and all that. And I was like, oh, man, this is like one of the top breweries in LA. And like, they can't close, Three Weavers closed for a little bit too. And um, it was, you know, like in the beginning, I was like, oh man, that's weird. If like all these smaller breweries can stay open during this and figure it out real quick, what does that say for these guys? And honestly, like I appreciate the intention behind it. I appreciate the patience and like the thoughtfulness behind closing, thinking it through, getting it right. And then now those Crowler specials are awesome. Like those are so cool. Segundo is about to start shipping throughout California. Like that's so cool to see. It's it's something that I mentioned earlier during my rambling rant about uh, how as brewers we're all shocked because at that moment we didn't know much. It was just shut down now. And then we weren't sure if we could open, but then we kind of could open only to go. And then we were getting the, uh, the payment or the payroll protection mm-hmm. uh, checks and all that other stuff. So there was a lot of moving parts within a very short amount of time. So it was such a weird, like, you know, your, everything was closing. Oh, no, we're open again. It was very touch and go. But it was, you know, I applaud a lot of the brewers nationwide so far that have been really patient and uh, kind of, you know, gave folks as best shake as they could in this whole ordeal. Yeah, I mean, there's, in the end, like, this is a negative, this is a negative moment in, in history and for the industry and hospitality specifically. Um, the hard decisions of furloughing and laying off uh, taproom employees, it's like, that's so difficult and I never want to be in that position. Um, and we're seeing stories come out, uh, you know, that focus on like, what's, what's been going on in this industry? Like what, what have people been experiencing? And it's a lot of negative, but like, you know, I was talking about this earlier, like there's so much positive. If you like really look into what's going on, like there's a lot of positive stuff happening. And, um, Emily, you know, the head writer on our team, she's in the middle of a piece right now that is is so uh, uplifting in terms of what breweries are doing from a positive standpoint. Um, and, and, yeah, we know the negative stuff. Like, we don't need to go into that again. Like, let's figure out, like, the speed at which people are adapting, um, you know, being able to see, like, like, brewers and seller staff and things like that, like, pivot to delivery people. Like, I know you don't want to deliver, you didn't sign up to deliver beer, but we want to pay you and we need, this is what we need you to do now. And, uh, and being able to see like the pivoting that happens, um, on the sales side, like, you know, I've talked to some, some sales reps, like, which are like, it's an area of the business that has gotten hit hard because retail draft is gone. So, or for the most part is gone. Um, and seeing these guys pivot to grocery and, uh, liquor convenience stores and things like that, where they can sell the four packs and sell the bombers like that. So, I mean, I think that there's uh, just a lot of positive flexibility. And one of my favorite stories is Long Beach Beer Lab in Long Beach, where they basically have turned themselves into Long Beach Bodega. And um, they're selling bakery goods. They're selling kitchen ingredients and pantry staples. They, their bread they've been doing for a while, it's, it's outstanding. Uh, their beer is great. And I mean, I don't, I don't have the full scoop from Emily because she interviewed them, but um, 
by the time this comes out, that piece will probably be out already. But um, it it's impacted their business in a positive way. Like they may keep their business looking similar to it does now after this whole thing opens up again. Which crazy. is crazy. Yeah, which, you gotta adapt. You gotta adapt, dude. Yeah, it's so crazy to, to see that, but I love it. I think I think we're gonna see some of these these uh, adaptations that we've seen pop up um, stand for a while and be a little bit more permanent, like the shipping throughout California, the delivery service, like you know, Smog City, Common Space, like some of these guys that are delivering throughout like most of of Los Angeles now, Highland Park delivering throughout all of Los Angeles. So it's just like next day delivery for beer. Like I'm down. Like I'm, that's not going to be my sole focus, but I'm down. Dude, that's something I've been, I wanted to bring up because I think one of the big, the, the big positive silver giant linings of this whole thing is that we now have beer delivery men. They're the new milkmen. <laughs> There'll be new kids being born all over the place. It's going to be great. I'm telling you. The new joke's going to be, it's not going to be, oh, is that your mailman's kid? No. Oh, is that your beer delivery guy's kid? That's going to be the new joke. Yeah. <laughs> I know. One day. That fits a little bit better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I saw something uh, on, on Facebook last week or so, um, and I forget what state it was from. It's another state. But basically, there's a brewery doing like um, ice cream man style truck where they're going around and just like they have the bell and they have the song and they're going around and being able to sell retail beer out of a car to you on your street. Like, yeah, but there are, there are a lot of disappointed kids out there, dude. They run out like ice cream. Oh, it's beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they should probably carry like a couple bomb pops and, uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, like a push pop or something, but uh, no, like the old uh, Sonic the Hedgehog ice cream head that looked nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog with the yeah. gumballs that were like out of alignment. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's um, a cool idea. Like if that, something like that hits Los Angeles and that stays, like that's super cool. I, I think what we don't know is these uh, relaxed um, alcohol uh, sales regulations that came out, will they, will they last? I'm not really sure. I don't know because it is, it's a very strange feeling to walk out of one of my favorite restaurants in Monrovia and like they give me an old fashioned in a cup and you know, they put in the backseat with the food and then I drive away and I'm thinking what stops me from opening this motherfucker up and drinking it? Now, I understand it's, it's irresponsible folks. Don't do it. I'm not saying I do it. I'm just saying like, if this becomes a thing where you can order this food plus order like your drinks to go, I don't know. Let's see. That, that's a discussion. I haven't you know? done the cocktail thing yet. I really want to though. Oh dude. I, that old fashioned, they gave it to me with the cup with the, with the little, with the whiskey ice cube too. I was super impressed. Nice. Also what, like, really tempted to not drink it. Huh? Which bar did you get that from? Uh, it's, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh shit. Um, it's in Monrovia. It's the diplomat. Nice. It's like, it's like a Mediterranean place. So I got like, you know, kebabs plus the old fashioned. Yeah. Magic, magic for you. Like what's been, I mean, do you, since this quarantine and all this stuff happened, have you been cooking more? Has it, has it been, Chef Gary up in there, or have you been ordering to go? Um, 
I think it's been kind of the same. Like I'm a, I'm a pretty big home cook uh, to begin with. So I'm right. cooking three to four times a week at least. Um, I think I may, maybe a little bit less cause I've been like, Hey, how do we support some of the local spots? And like, I'll get takeout maybe one extra day a week or something like that. Um, but yeah, how about you? Are you cooking more or cooking less? Uh, I've been cooking a little bit more because, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm very guilty because I buy food and then I'll think, Oh, I'll make these meals paired with this and it'll be great. But then I get lazy and then I, I'll make one veggie instead of two. And then it kind of ends up spoiling. Since all this started, I've been, I've been going through more of my veggies, but then, you know, I'm still a fatty. So <laughs> I have like little snacks and things about, you know, the spice, the, the chili mangoes and stuff like that. And since I buy it from my Trader Joe's, I think, oh, it's healthy. It's fine. These are fine snacks at like, you know, 1230 in the morning. It's fine. <laughs> it never is. It just ends up staying fat. So yeah, I, mean, I, you know, I just yeah. try to avoid the market. You know, like try to avoid the grocery store. Right. And, and that's the hard part because there are now these like at home subscriptions, like of, I guess local uh, farmers are making these like vegetable boxes. Yeah. Which I haven't tried yet, but I hear they're great. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it. Yeah. See, and I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm like, ah, I have to pick my own, you know, pick my own stuff. But there's, there's these new boxes. Uh, the girl I'm dating now, she has uh, this box that she buys as a subscription. And they bring her fresh market veggies, and dude, they've been great every time. Nice. So, there are options out there, folks. <laughs> um, now, do you find yourself drinking lager still? Are you drinking IPAs? Has there been a style that you've, that you've been kind of like sticking to? Or have you been kind of all over the place? Um, I personally, I've been all over the place because I'm, I'm doing that like quarantine beer of the day thing. And I'm yeah, trying yeah. to mix it up. So I'm trying not, I'm trying to feature a different brewery and different style every day. Um, and it's been difficult. And that was, that's, that was the motivation for my beer run today. So um, I don't know if we already talked about this on, on the podcast or not, but like I just came back from like a massive beer run uh, in the same. Pretty year. epic. Though. Yeah. I, I never get out there. And I, I think if we're looking at silver linings and that's, Honestly, like all I've been doing lately is like, what is the bright spot in all this? Like no traffic means I can get out to like Claremont craft Ales in less than an hour. Um, Hell yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, I've been drinking different styles of beer every single day. Um, I took yesterday off. I had to, it just, I was getting so tired of it. Uh, I'm not typically a daily drinker, so it was, a uh, ambitious endeavor to start and I'll get back. I mean, now, right now is when I typically would do it. So it'll be a lot yeah. today. So, but I'll do it later after we get off this and, um, right. really cool beers to check out. And, um, yeah, a bunch of different styles. I don't know, to, to be honest, my palate like gets uh, pretty tired of some of the typical stuff like hazy IPAs right now. I'm just like, Oh yeah, come on, dude. They're all the fucking same. Other half, like, even those, I'd be like, oh, really? Do I really got to drink that right now? Like, I'm not really into the the same old tropical IPA thing right now. Even if it's West Coast IPA that's like super fruity and tropical, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm over it, man. Like, I don't really need any more Citra, Galaxy, Mosaic, Amarillo. How dare you, sir? How dare you, sir? 
<laughs> just in use in those ways to be like super dry hop heavy, like yeah, yeah. bitterness. Like I give me some bitterness to balance it out. Like give me some malt character to balance it out. But like a lot of the beers that sell really well right now, I've I'm blown out on, you know? Right. right. What about you? Like what, what kind of styles are you? I mean, you're drinking an English pale right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm same thing. I'm, I'm I'm all over the place. And if I'm being real, like that's something I've been kind of personally uh, dealing with is that you know I I I've, thankfully for me I'm I'm still able to work and stuff. But um, you know I definitely have been drinking more because you know I just find myself at home. I'm like, well, fuck, I might as well drink. <laughs> so it's it's been a lot. You know uh, I'm trying to slow it down now. So I actually have my last beer of the night right here. Um, but, uh, all over the place, I've been like, like you said, I, I love West coast IPAs. I will always be IPA guy, but, uh, you know, like you said, I, you have so many of them and the hazies I'm fucking done. I'm so done with hazies right now. I, I don't, I, if I don't have another hazy for like six, four months, I'm okay with that. Um, I've been loving, uh, porters, man. I, I, for some reason, porters have been kind of hitting my spot lately real toasty just coffee porters like uh smog city's coffee porters one of my favorites i've been drinking that lately uh but you know i i say that i'm tired of like you know the ipas but i still go to elsa Gundo and buy my fucking six pack of crowlers so i still love my west coast but yeah i'm trying to get more into porters and reds trying to you know love my reds again uh trying to drink other stuff because like you said man these after a while, drink the same beers over and over. It gets fucking boring. Yeah. I mean, and, and when I say I'm not drink, trying not to drink as many IPAs, it's like now I drink 40 to 50% of my beers are IPAs. You know, like it's not like right, I'm right. them. It's just that like I need to mix in more stuff to make me feel like I'm getting something else. And also I'm, I'm talk, trying to talk about these beers as much as I can um, with the, the beer of the day thing on Instagram. Um, and then I'm doing more beer reviews, uh, with a series called uncanned, um, which is less of a beer review and more just like a beer showcase. Um, right. but talking about the same type of hops and the same hop flavors over and over where I'm just like, this tastes like pineapple juice and orange juice and it tastes tropical. Like I just, I, I'm getting sick of saying the same thing, you know, right, like, right. Redundant. over and over like about the same style of hop, you know, profile. So that's, that's the other thing. But I mean, I still have a bunch of them in my fridge. Uh, one that I really, really like lately is Blurred Lines from El Segundo. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. a really good beer because it blends the best of the hazy in the West Coast. Um, and it mm -hmm. doesn't lean too sweet. It doesn't lean too bitter. Like it's got like, like it's got the mouthfeel of a hazy, but it's got... Bit, a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of tropical hop, but not too much. It's like really, really well balanced. And I mean, I guess like the name of the game for any beer style, but specifically IPAs is balance. Like that's what everyone's going for. So I think that one does a really good job. Have you had that? I, yeah, I, I always love, anytime I see Rob, I always love to kind of tease him about hazy. I don't know why. I, I, I should be super nice to him. And I, I'm very nice to him. But every time I see him, I'm like, hey, man, so, like, you're hazy. You're hazy's, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, hazy. Don't even bring it up. <laughs> I like he's always, 
they're like so stubborn about like the hazy style. They're just like, oh, I love it. Talk to me about that. It's, so funny. It, it, it's him and Andy Black, which I'm, I miss Andy Black so very much. Shout out to Andy Black. Yeah. We just like, you know, that old curmudgeon. It just, I, I, we need more of that. We need more of that in LA, you know? I agree. Um, Balance out the hype. <laughs> uh, lately, though, if I were to pick like, a favorite beer that I've been drinking on lately that I've like loved, yeah, I bought a six pack of that Smog City Coffee Porter. It just it hit the spot. It yeah. hit the spot. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. I haven't had that in a while. That's a really good beer. Yeah. Coffee beers. Are, huh? I like coffee beers in general. Like, I really like yeah. coffee. Yeah. Oh. Has there been one coffee beer that you enjoy that you still remember? Um, I, nothing off the top of my head. Um, I, I think I had a coffee stout from Perennial a couple of weeks ago that was really good. Um, but I do have a growler or a crowler of coffee porter from 10 Mile that I have not tried before. And I love, hey. I love 10 Mile. I love those guys. Um, That's hot. So good. So I have a, a crowler of that to dig into at some point. And I had a pastry stout with coffee in it from Ambitious Ales a couple days ago, and I got no coffee on it. Um, so I was just... Oh, that's always lame. Yeah. You know, pastry stouts have always been kind of indifferent. I don't, I don't know how you feel about them. For me, pastry stouts, they, they could be fun. Like they're, 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 they could be fun. But like, Jesus Christ, do I have to pay 30 bucks for a bottle of it? Like, do I have to? I understand there's a lot of ingredients and you have to be fancy. Uh, for God, me, I, I need the pastry stout to be barrel-aged. Like, otherwise, right. it's just way too sweet and decadent, and there's no, like, complex... Um, there's, no, there's no balance on the sweetness. Like, you need a little bit of that richness from the oak or whatever wood it's, it's aged in. Like I need a little bit of of like spirit to kind of bite through the sweetness. Um, I don't love bourbon barrel aged beers. I don't really like the bourbon coming through that much. But like if there's something that's like maybe on a second run barrel or something that's been aged for a while that where the heat is kind of tailored off a little bit, um, I'm into that. Like I have a bunch of, I used to belong to the modern times beer membership and like basically all the beers that you got in that membership were like bourbon barrel aged pastry stouts. Um, and so I have a bunch of them that I've been up two years now. So I like opening up one of those every now and then because they're not super sweet. Um, so yeah, I, I dig that. I dig that like, because that technically would be considered a pastry stout, right? Like they have like vanilla and chocolate and coffee and, you know, almonds and shit like that in them. But, like, the one I had from Ambitious Sales the other day, like, don't get me wrong, great beer. Like, what they were going for, they achieved it. But it wasn't for me because it was right. called pastry stout. Like, it, they, like, brewed it to be sweet and decadent and, like, a dessert. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not that guy either. drink a lot of this. Like, this is just, like, it doesn't taste like beer anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, give me a good, clean, roasty stout. Yeah. Funny. Funny. Roasty. That's the key word. I like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, now, are you one of these guys that you have, like, a very impressive, like, 
that cave like seller of beers you've been collecting over the years or uh i mean i like it i think that it's fun and interesting <laughs> but like it's if i showed it to like someone that's in one of those crazy facebook groups they'd be like what the hell is this like none of this is that interesting at all so i don't know i have like a decent size seller like a bunch of barrel aged sours and barrel aged stouts but um it's mostly la like other than my modern time stuff it's like mostly la stuff like old highland park old beechwood old smog that like you couldn't trade for anything or like no one's gonna be like oh shit this fool's got a whale like you know it's just <laughs> that i've been sitting on that i keep in good condition and um i think i'm gonna be opening up more of it because of this beer of the day thing right absolutely might as well um, it's the best excuse to like open up some of this full beer like do you do you sit on any beer at all no nah, i mean uh sometimes like i have a bottle i think i still have a bottle of standard crude from mm -hmm. like a year ago yeah but uh, other than that, I mean, I usually just buy, like, for now, I usually don't, like, stock up and stock up and stock up. I just, I tend to just drink it. So, <laughs> Honestly, that is my the best way to go, I think, drinking it fresh. I know, but I sometimes, though, I, I'm very jealous of guys like you that, you know, you've been in for a while, so, like, you just have, like, a collection. And I've never, like, amassed a collection like that. I've always just been like, fuck it, let's just drink it, so. Uh, well, I'm going to have to, once, once we can actually be in person, I'm going to, do like a cellar opening where I just like open up a bunch of them. Cause I just, I want to get rid of them. I don't like sitting on that much beer. Right. Right. Uh, a guy that has a similar problem like that was, uh, you know, Tom Carroll, right? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Have you been to his place? No, I haven't. Oh my God. You have to next time, the next time, which is something we'll, we'll get into before we, we end the, the podcast. <laughs> He has such an impressive garage bar, and then his cellar is, I mean, I cannot, I can't put it, I can't, it, it's, it's Disneyland beer, just, just beer from like years ago, and all kinds of varieties, like, I, it's all I do, I just pick a beer and we'll drink it, I'm like, I, I don't know, like, it's so much, yeah. there's so much. He, he, uh, he's a pretty special dude, so I can only imagine his cellar is just as special. Yeah, like I think the last time I was there, it was after the sumo, the sumo, um, the sumo oh, fight at Three Weavers. Yeah, I ended up at his house, which happens in LA. You know, you drink with him. Ended up at Tom Carroll's house, and we ended up watching 1950s beer commercials. Nice. It was it was a blast. Just drinking like fucking crazy sours from some French countryside somewhere that he got when he was judging in some competition somewhere <laughs> watching 1950s beer commercials. It was, it was magical. Magical. Yeah. That guy's uh, beer history is uh, invaluable. Like that guy, I mean, I don't know if he's writing a book or he's already written a book, but if he hasn't, he needs to. And he was teaching uh he was teaching a class for, like, I think, USC Extension or something. He was teaching like, a history, like a history of beer or something. I mean, a guy is a wealth of knowledge. Like you sit, like, you, you'll start a conversation, conversation with, hey, Tom, how you doing? And then like 15 minutes later, you're hearing the history of Budweiser. Yeah. I, I've, I've really thought about uh, creating a show, like a video show around him. But I think We've talked about it before. Actually. any episode would be like two hours long. Mm. That guy just, that, he just, he has too much inside his brain. 
it, it, dude, that, that guy, he's, I think I interviewed him before I even worked for beer podcast for the full pint. I interviewed him for my own podcast where I just sat with him for like, we sat with him for, it was supposed to be 45 minutes and we did two hours wow. of him. just, And it was him just going off and it was the most fascinating because, you know, it's just stuff that I would never think of. Yeah. And the guy is just such a wealth of knowledge. I, I respect that guy so much. He's, he's a really good guy and he's super good back for the podcast an upcoming episode. Oh yeah. I've already, trust me. He's, he's already figured in. He's already figured in. Don't worry about that. Nice. Now, before we send this podcast into a crescendo, what do you say to people out there? Like what advice tips? I mean, I, I, uh, I you, you're a favorite follow of mine because you're always posting positive stuff, stuff that kind of, help kind of keep you in some sort of like, you know, it's hard if you're quarantined and you're staying at home all the time, it's hard to kind of keep a rhythm and you tend to have like share like what helps you. It seems like. So what do you say to those folks now that are just kind of, you know, hanging out at home, staying safe? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know about for everybody, but for me right now, uh, with work, my day job being slower than it ever has been in the past, uh, I have more time than ever. And so, Right now is all about like what what defines you is how you make use of this extra time. And if we come out of this and you know you've kind of just maintained, then like, okay, fine. But if you've come out of this and you've progressed in some way, you've spent your extra time learning a new skill, launching a new side project, like doing something cool for the company that you work for or starting a new company or whatever, um, that's, I think what separates the people that are going to kind of utilize this opportunity as a way to launch themselves to where they want to go, where they've always wanted to go. Like, this is the time right now. Like it's, this is the best time. And I, and I think that's why I like talking about the breweries, um, that are doing really cool things to adapt. Um, and of course, lots of negative, I don't want to, I don't want to like say that I'm not thinking about that. Like I am obviously it's in front of our faces, but, uh, but where, where you focus your energy is on the positive. And so some of these breweries that are coming, going to come out of this, like we'll come out of it stronger. And when I mean stronger I'm, and it really comes down to a more loyal, immediate fan base. Like that's what matters right now for breweries is how do you make the people that like your beer that live near your tasting room, a, a bigger fan, someone that tells more people about it, someone that visits instead of once a month, once a week, like that is the opportunity for breweries. And, um, that's the opportunity for all of us. Like let's continue doing that. And I think, uh, I think that's, that's the, I think that's the, the line in the sand that I'm going to draw is what are you doing to come out of this on the better side? I don't know. That's the way I look at it. No, and it's a good way to look at it because, I mean, right, like you said earlier, I mean, you have all the time, and some people have all the time in the world. Some are people like me that are working, but still have time at the end of the day because, you know, we're not going out. I'm not working double shifts at the brewery. So, I mean, that's why I'm thankful to have stuff like this that I can do because, in a way, like, we're still progressing because it, it sucks to stay in that rut. And if you are folks, like, that's to a friend, someone that helps support you because I mean, right now we gotta support each other. It's yeah. an insane time. Make sure, I mean, I we understand that beer is very much a luxury, you know, but if you have the opportunity 
to spend a little bit of money if you can, guys, support your local breweries. A lot of these guys are giving have amazing deals. You can buy so much if you play it right. You can get so much beer for maximum amount of dollars that you can really like. You can really you know stretch those dollars and and get some take some good beer home. They're delivering. Uh, like you said earlier, there's uh, contactless. You know, deli- like, you know, they bring it to your car. There's so many different ways that we can support you know, our people in this industry in this insane time. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and I think if I'm, if I'm extending my advice that I was talking about to a beer consumer, like my example is that, that beer of the day thing that I started doing. So I was just like, dude, I'm going to be drinking beer throughout this thing. Regardless, like I have a fridge full of beer, like I'm going to drink beer, maybe not once one every day, but like, I'm going to be drinking it. So how can I, utilize that a very me focused act of I want to drink a good beer and get a buzz on maybe and turn that into something that supports um, an industry that I'm very passionate about that I appreciate a lot and I turn you know I open one beer I, I turn the camera on myself and I talk about it and you know Hopped LA obviously has its own following or whatever but like you really don't need that to do the, to do that and to make an impact like show what you're drinking. Like take a picture, do a quick video and be like, Hey, I'm drinking this from this brewery that I really like. They're down the street from me or whatever. And I think that action in and of itself is, is a helpful forward thinking, like positive thing for this industry. Um, you know, there's a lot of downtime right now and we're drinking a lot of beers. There's a lot of beers that I've drank that have not been on camera that I've not wanted to turn on. <laughs> like I get it but like for one second like at, when you first crack it open turn on your Instagram tag the brewery that you're drinking let people know who you're supporting because that's gonna have a domino effect like that positive wave matters to no matter how many people are following you or however many people care about craft beer in your life that's gonna matter and the breweries always appreciate the love like I know for us, like we, I always appreciate anytime anyone says anything positive about the brewery. Oh man, I picked up my guava for guava IPA for you know this weekend. What up? Like it, it makes me feel good knowing that people are out there enjoying the beer. So like you said, if you're out there and you're drinking local beer, share it, man. Put the hashtag, tag the brewery. Yeah, word, word, of, word of mouth is the currency of this industry. Like absolutely, one thing that like Budweiser will never take away from craft beer and like all the big macro companies, they won't take away word of mouth. They won't take away the passionate uh, expression of appreciation of the actual beer consumer. So I think if that's the currency, like let's spend it, let's use it as best we can. Right. Which is it's a very important thing. So again, guys, make sure to support your local breweries. If you can uh, stay safe out there, wash your hands, don't touch your face, uh, take a shower. You know, once every few days, you disgusting <laughs> animal. Stop it. Stop it. Take a shower. For Is that a hit for me? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking at you, but I, I wasn't going to at you like that, Gary, you know? Uh, but, Gary, again, thank you so much for taking the time to check in with us. Uh, man, this has been a crazy time. I hope, you're, hope you and your family are staying safe out there. You too, man. It's great to see you. Good to see you. I cannot wait till we're able to 
touch each other. And it's it's gonna be a weird. I wonder how what the beers what the bar season is gonna look like. And that's that's a whole different podcast, a whole different day. But I'm hoping to soon drink some beers with you. Yes, absolutely, man. All right, cheers, brother. All right, cheers. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. That's this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you very much uh, to Gary for taking the time out of his busy schedule to chat with me about all the nonsense that we chatted about. Uh, Before uh, we sign off here for the week, make sure to subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, tell your friends about this podcast. It'll help our numbers out. Um, Make sure if you're able to afford beer, get local beer, folks. Go to El Segundo Brewing Company. You can go order through the website or you can find them at most liquor stores. Um, and I believe that is it. Thank you so much for hanging out this week. Until next week, my friends. Cheers. Tell all the hunters, lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. Let them roam jungle. Let them roam their land. Stand back above a what a beautiful sound. Cause I saw a tiger and now I understand. I saw a tiger. Tiger saw a man. <laughs>